Vayetze Yaakov meber Sheva Vayelech Haron. Yaakov went out of Be'er Sheva and went to Haron. We have to understand, first of all, why does it say that he went out again? We already know from the end of the last parsha that he left his father's house to Padanach Aram. So why does it have to say again that he went out Vayetze Yaakov? And number two, why does it have to stress that he left Be'er Sheva? We know that that's where his father Yitzhak lived. So the Medrash says, why does it say Be'er Sheva? That Yaakov said to himself that when my father wanted to leave to Chutzlaretz, even though, of course, Yitzhak wasn't allowed to leave to Chutzlaretz, but when he wanted to leave to Chutzlaretz, to leave Israel, Mehechan Horsha, where did he get permission? From Be'er Sheva... Afani hareni noitel reshus from Be'er Sheva. That so too Yaakov said to himself that if I have to leave Israel, it has to be from Be'er Sheva. Why does the Rish, what does it mean? He has to have natilas reshus. He has to have this permission to leave and dafka from Be'er Sheva. So the Mefarshim connect the name Be'er Sheva to the meaning of a shvua of an oath, and especially the Matnas Kuna says oimkashel shvua, the depth, the deep depth of an oath. What's this idea of this deep oath? That's the Rishus, that's the permission to leave Israel. And in order to understand all this, we have to preface where we left off in the previous Mimer, in the Indian of Yasala Machakaloi, we learned from the Zohar that the Zohar explains the Posuk, upon which this, one of the Pesukim upon which this Hemshech is based. Ayin Kim. Zula Secha That no eye has seen Elikim, which we already learned in the last Mimer, Elikim is the essential concealment of God before God reveals himself. So no eye has seen that darg of helem ha'atzmi, the essential concealment of God in his essence. But ya it will be done to the one that's mechakaloi. And we learned from the Zohar in the past to Mamorim that the Indian of Yasla Machakala is Mandidochik Bimilan Duchmisa, one that scrutinizes very finely the words of wisdom, meaning that the way to get the Aden, the Helam Ha'atzmi, the essential concealment of God's essence and his pleasure and self, is by Diuk and Iun and Torah, by learning Torah in depth reaching deeper levels of mind as we learn that's the way to get to Aden, that's the way to get to the Helam Ha'atzmi, the essential concealment, the essential essence of God. Om Namah but now we have to understand, and now the Rebbe Shab is going to ask three questions, three very important questions. And really the entire, most of the Hemshech, the next couple of hundred pages are going to be to answer these questions. He's not going to really answer these questions until Parshas Vayera of Tofesh Samach Zayin, almost a year later. The questions he asks here at the beginning of Vayetze, he really only answers in Parshas Vayera of the following year, almost a year later, which is a couple hundred pages later. A mimer called Vahavaya Omer HaMachasa Nimavrom. That's where he actually says, and that this is the answer, a couple hundred pages later, the Rebbe says, this is the answer to the three questions we asked in Vayetze. So really, most of the body of the Hemshech is coming to answer these three questions. But already from this Mimer, and especially the next one, Vayishlach, you, you get the idea what the Rebbe Shab, where he's going with the body and the course and that he set for the rest of the Hemshech, and you already see where he's going with these three questions. What's the idea he wants to bring out? So the questions are, we still have to understand that according to what comes out from the Zohar, the only way to get Aden, the most essential essence of Hashem, is by Diuk B'milin the Torah, of Pilpul, of scrutinizing deep words 
of Talmudic learning, which not all Jews are able to do. And it's one of the foundations of Hasidic philosophy that the most essential levels of God and Jews are everyone's the same because God isn't true infinity. So how could it be? That the Zohar is saying that Yasalamachakala is for one that learns Torah in such a deep way of Pilpul. We know it's already a Mishnah. All Jews have the portion in Olam Haba, including simple and ignorant Jews that don't know how to learn Torah. So, how could the Zohar say that the only way to get Aden is by learning Torah in deeply? Question number two, which is really the opposite type of question, because the Zohar, the first question is that the Zohar seems to be saying that to get Eden, to get the Helamatsmi, the essential essence of Hashem, is Dafka by learning Torah, which is seemingly a, a, a deep thing, a very high intellectual thing that not everyone's shy to. But then the second question is that the opposite, that we learned already in Parshas Noach, that the real way to get the revelation of Eden, which is that essence that's not able to be revealed, is Dafka through mitzvahs, Mysias, physical mitzvahs, that the mitzvahs themselves don't have an erich, don't have a comparison to God. It's not that the object of tefillin in and of themselves are more meaningful than plastic. Because God in His essential pleasure and will expresses His very being through mitzvahs, it's not that they essentially have any worth, it's just that the opposite. They don't have a worth, and their whole worth comes from the fact that God put His whole being of Panimis Vatsmus Ein Sof through these Kiyama Mitzvahs, and the reason being because they're not the Mitzvahs, because they don't have any worth, they're not compounded by anything, and therefore they could be the true vessel for the Ein Sof. I mean, we learned in the previous Mamarim that the whole Nakuda of the Rotsan and Tainuk Atzmi, the essential will and pleasure, if from God's very essence, is Dafka through Medida Atzmis, an essential choosing or essential measuring of these mitzvahs with these laws of the sukkah, etc. But these simp- seemingly simple acts that are not compounded, which is why all Jews could do it. So then how could we possibly say the second question is, how could it be that the Zohar is saying that Dafka by learning Torah, that's how one gets to Aden? Torah seemingly is the opposite of simplicity of being a vessel for the Ein Sof. Torah is all about wisdom. And we were learning earlier that there, there's no kavana that could actually be a receptacle for Ein Sof. Mitzvah's Ein is kavana, the opposite. Kabbalah Samachoshmami, giving over of self, a complete nullification of self. So how could learning Torah be the way to get Aden? That's question number two. And question number three, we know that the Pasuk says in Mishlei, one of the famous Pasukim that Hasidus always brings about Torah, Mishlei chapter eight, when the Torah speaks in a soliloquy, and the Torah says, Ve'e shashuim, I was by God his pleasure. Torah, meaning it's in the Tanakh itself, the Torah is saying that what is Torah in its most essential state? When Torah is with God, it's the Shashuim Ha'atzmim, the Asmus Ein Sof, the very essential pleasure of the, of the Ein Sof, meaning it's the pleasure of Ein Sof in himself. So it's an Indian of Tainuk. But then we know Torah is Chachma. As we say, Torah came out of Chachma. The form that Torah takes is a form of wisdom to the extent that at all levels Torah is Chachma. Even the highest level of Torah, as it's the Chachma of Ein Sof, it's still a tzir, a form of Chachma. So how could Torah say it's Etzle Shashum, that it's an union of pleasure? 
And now the Rebbe Shah begins answering. And it's important before we get to the answer to remember that one of the most important fundamental ideas of Hasidus always is the Indian of Bittal of nullifying oneself. Because since connecting to the Ein Sof necessitates that there ain't Mulvadi, there's nothing other than Hashem, one has to become part of that by being Mavatal, by nullifying oneself within that truth of Hashem. And we learned that mitzvahs maisius, physical mitzvahs, kabbalah samach shamayim, just giving over oneself to God, those are ways to do that. But when it comes to Torah, we're asking these three questions that Torah seems to be the opposite. But hagufa, that's what the Rebbe Rashab is going to answer. That when it comes to learning Torah, the most important part of learning Torah is also with bittel. In other words, not just that Torah is not about academics, Torah is not even essentially about cognitive process. Even Chochmah, which is the form Torah takes, is Mechochmah Nafkas. It comes out, it takes the form of Chochmah. But the deeper part of Torah is Taka, one with Hashem's essence. And that's why, says the Rebbe Shabbach Ha'inyanu, the Yas that the Zohar says that it's because he scrutinized the word of Torah, is because the Iker is the Iyun and the Diuk, it's the thinking deeply which we learned in Va'avram Zakin Tuma Marmago. Which is the meaning the returning light, meaning that by thinking deeply, the point isn't the academics, the the smartness you get from it. It's that you're by thinking deeply, like we learn, it's like digging into the ground of your mind, going to the tohoim, the depths of your mind, how's chachma still within the essence of your soul? By thinking deeply, it's an or chayzer, like the hitting of the rock that one draws out a whole new way of wisdom that was hidden within the essence of the soul, the koyach yuli ha'atzmi of chachma, the way wisdom is hidden in the essence of the soul, meaning that the most important part of learning Torah is the actual going up further within to the mind, nullifying the mind to the essence of the mind. So even though we usually talk about the cognitive process of being from above to below, there's Chachma, there's Bina, there's Das, and the information is coming further into you, but what we're learning is that the most important, the Daik B'milin D'chuchmasa, what the Zohar is saying, is that you go up to further, left back up to further levels of mind, meaning that the, you go back from Bina, you use Bina to go back up to Chachma, meaning that you keep thinking until you're able to be a receptacle to the sub-preconscious aspects of the mind that you're not conscious of, they're deeper within the soul, but by digging, that's how you get to them. And ultimately, as we're going to learn very soon in this Mimer also, that the, that not just the digging through the cognitive process, but learning Torah with Kabbalah, Somalchu Shemaim, with Bittal. In other words, the answer to the three questions really is that the opposite. Simple people that do mitzvahs maisis with simba kabbalah accepting the yoke, of course they're receptacle for atzmas, as we're going to learn much later on in the Hemshech detail, that when one is completely, feels nothing, has no gishmak, just does the mitzvah, gives oneself over to God, that is how you're receptacle for Sof, because you become nothing, you become bottle. By learning Torah, and we're going to learn also to have with Kabbalah is that you learn Torah with the same bitter like the simple Jews have. That those that can learn Torah have to nullify their minds also to come to bitter like the simple Jews have. Because Torah in its essence is not wisdom. It's God's essential pleasure in self. That's exactly what he's going to say. So really one of the main points of this Hemshech is that it doesn't matter if you're a simple person or a huge Tamaracham that learns Torah. To get dear betachtoinim, the gavra, for you to receive ein sof within, it has to be that you're serving God with bittel, whether it's through learning Torah, complete bittel, or mitzvah smaisi, is doing mitzvahs with bittel, with nullifying oneself. 
But the important thing is to always remember the less you there is, the more there's space for God. The more you're able to nullify yourself, then there could be that revelation of Hashem's infinity. And therefore, when one learns Torah in a way of Daik B'mil and the of scrutinizing a word, one is coming into higher levels of mind and nullifying the conscious levels of cognitive mind and going back deep, deep into the mind in the source of where the Chochma comes from, deeper within the soul. question. I don't understand. So we're learning. So the answer is that Really, by learning Torah, Daik B'mil means by digging deeper back into the brain, into the pre-conscious, subconscious parts of the mind that's still in the essence of the soul. But that's still the Helam Atzmi of Chochmah, meaning, so you've dug to deep into the soul where the Koyach Yuli, where the Chochmah is in its original pristine state in the essence of the soul. So you came to the essence of where Chochmah comes from before it trickles down. But still... Torah is God's essential pleasure in self, and so no matter how high up you go within the soul to the source of Chachma within your mind, what does that have to do with the Indian of being a vessel for pleasure? So the Rebbe Shab introduces a very deep Kabbalistic idea that's known that Pnimius Abba, the innermost point of Chachma, Pnimius of Abba, the innermost being of Chachma, is the Pnimius of Atik, of the highest level of Keser, of pleasure. Let's understand what that means. So first of all, just to be clear, when we speak again about Chachma, so again, most people understand Chachma as the beginning of the cognitive process, like you have Chachma, then you have Bina, the lightning flash, like in Tanya chapter 3, there's a lightning flash of, of wisdom, and then you break it down through Bina, and then you internalize it. So it's like going from above to below. That level of Chachma is obviously not what we're talking about over here. That's a level of Chachma within the cognitive process. That's what Tanya chapter 3 is talking about. But in Tanya chapter 18, he talks about Chachma as the place in the soul where Ein Sof is shining. So obviously the Chachma in chapter 18 of Tanya is incomparably greater than the Tanya in chapter 3 of Tanya. Because what's the idea of Chachma? Chachma is the mind standing passive as a receptacle. Chachma is that the mind is in a state of pure awareness and not awareness of purity. Chachma in its highest state is pure awareness. Awareness without it yet coming down to cognitive processes, to words and stuff. When people go to higher levels of consciousness and their mind has visions Visions that are above understanding. The vision of the mind, so to speak. That's the most innermost point of Chachma. That's what he's saying in Tanya chapter 18, that Chachma in the innermost state is that mind's eye, the ability for the mind to receive visions above intellect. Which is exactly why in Tanya chapter 18 he says that that Chachma is where we get Emunah from. Our faith, the Emunah of a Jew, is because our Chachma, that highest... The first part of the soul that becomes conscious, the first spark of consciousness of that highest level of Chachma, is already is seeing the transcendent aspects of the soul. Chachma is the first conscious spark, but it's receiving from the higher transcendent levels of the soul, and therefore when Emuna comes from the fact that within Chachma at the highest level, Ein Sof is shining in the soul at that level. But this idea that Chachma is the gateway to the higher levels of consciousness of the mind in a way of below to above is the secret of Pnimis Abba Pnimis Atik, that is... 
That that means that because Chachma is in a constant state of deriving from pre-conscious and transcendent aspects of the soul, that's what Chachma is seeing, that's what it's receiving from. Therefore, the truth is that the innermost aspect of Chachma, the way the mind receives, the way the mind receives in Chachma, the way that it becomes a receptacle, is literally the same as the pleasure of the soul. The pleasure of the soul, which is the innermost transcendent aspect of the soul, as we learned. That Tainug is like pure consciousness and Satchitananda, pure consciousness, bliss, being, that's what the pleasure of the soul is in its mo- in the ground of the soul is pleasure. And that pleasure is pre-rational, pre-conscious, it's transcendent. But the way that you have Chachma, the way that Chachma functions within the process of your mind is Atik functioning. Meaning it's not that Chachma is receiving from pleasure. Like a student receives from a teacher, that this teacher is giving rays of intellect and information to the student. Or even when a parent is giving birth to a child, where the parent is literally giving over self to the child, but it's still too, still too separate. Mashpia makabal, the parent and the child is a receiver and a giver. Panimis Abba, Panimis Atik means that the innermost way that your chachma, your mind's vision works, is your pleasure. It's literally the pleasure of your soul. The way that your soul gets pleasure is going to conduct the way that your Chachma works, which is why we see that, like when a person has an idea that they want to build a house, and they have all sorts of intellectual, the, the intellectual process of how they want the house built, but it's going to be according to your pleasure. Like the world say, what's your pleasure, right? The way that your mind works is according to your pleasure. You're not aware of it per se. You might not feel that it's your pleasure, but it's because the Panemius Abba is Panemius Atik. The innermost way your mind works is coming from the pleasure in the deepest part of your soul. And that's why people also understand things differently. People could be hearing the same thing and learning the same thing, and yet everyone understands it in a completely different way. And that's because everyone's hasaga, everyone's cognitive process is rooted in their pleasure, because their pleasure is the innermost point of chachma. So people will understand according to their gishmak, which is why also the words chachma and tainug, wisdom and pleasure in Hebrew, are both called tam. Taste. You could have taste, Tom, as wisdom and as pleasure because the way that you're, the, the cognitive mind works in the innermost way is the pleasure of the soul. You know, at a superficial glance, information, the more information you have is the smarter you are. And some people look at Torah the same way, the more information you have. But the Rebbe Shab is saying that the Iker of learning is to come not to more information, but to deeper parts of the your mind where the pleasure is essentially rooted as part of your mind. That the way that your Chachma is functioning, the way that your mind is receiving things is essentially the pleasure of your soul itself in the state of Chachma. Now, obviously, we're talking now about how it is in our soul, but every way, the way our soul works is, of course, a microcosm, the way it is by Hashem. And so by Hashem, it's the same idea, because we know the ten spheres is God in a personality. What's the ten spheres? It's God contracting His infinite being into having a personality, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, emotions, etc., which is, of course, only a garment to God's essence. Ein Sof is completely beyond spheres, beyond any definition. But, Pnimis Abba, Pnimis Atik, vis-a-vis Hashem means that within the Chochma of Atzilus, which again, Atzilus is quote-unquote only the world of emanation, it's as God is emanating Himself. But within the Chochma of Atzilus is Atzmus, is God's essence, Atik, 
Stima the Kol Stimen, that most essential hiddenness, not just hidden from others, but before there's any revelation, God's essential pleasure in self, that is in the Chochma Vatsilus, which in simple English is how God is in the spheres. God as He is in the spheres, Atik, which is the most essential revelation of God as He is, is in the spheres in the way of Pneumius Abba, the innermost pay of the Chochmah, is really Pneumius Atik. And that's why we find when it comes to the Jewish people, that on one hand we say, Neshamas Yisrael are mushush be Pneumius Vatmos Ein Sof Mamish, that the Neshamas Yisrael come Mamish from Ein Sof, Machshat and Shaisel Kadma Lachol Dover. And yet on the other hand, we find very often that the Jewish people say they come from Chochmah. Banam Atem Kechem, like it says in Tanya chapter 2, that a child comes from the brain of the father, but the answer is because just like the brain of the father gives the essence of the father, even though the drop comes from the brain of the father, but as explained there in Tanya, whatever the child is could come from the father because the father's giving over his essence in the drop through the Chochmah, so to by Hashem within the Chochmah, is Neshama Sistrala drawn down in the Chachma, but that's essentially Mushrush in the essence. Meaning Chachma, again, when it comes to the Jew- Jewish souls and God, Chachma is a revealed we- place, a revealed state where essence can shine. And the same thing to when it comes to Torah. And now the Rebbe Shab is going to answer the third question that he asked, the same thing when it comes to Torah, that even though Torah, the form that it takes is Chachma, but we know the Medrash says on V'yikhuli Truma, God says that when you learn Torah, you're taking me. I sold you, I gave you my Torah, I gave myself with it, because Torah and God are one. Which is why Torah could say, Torah says, I am his innermost pleasure. Even though Torah is the form of Chachma, because the form is Chachma, the innermost point of the Chachma is the Atik, is the pleasure. Which is exactly why, as we learned to Mamar Magah, that when one is able to dig into the deeper places of Chachma, where really the pleasure is, the revelation of intellect becomes in a gr- much greater, unbelievable way, because it's coming from that place of Tainug. And so therefore, even though Torah is externally Chachma, just like we learned in the Maima of Vayera, that we said that really mitzvahs, we asked, remember in the Maima of Vayera, Kiyadaitiv, he asked a similar question, are mitzvahs God's essential pleasure or are they God's will? And so we learned that right now, mitzvahs reveal themselves as God's will, but in the future, this galus is going to be the revelation that mitzvahs are God's essential pleasure, same thing with Torah, right now, What's revealed is Chachma V'Seichel Atzmi. What's revealed in Torah is that it's the essential wisdom and deepest level of wisdom of God. But in the future, what's going to be revealed is that Torah essential in its deeper state is Tainug, which, by the way, connects to the Taimeh HaMikra. Chesidah Soe says, the Indian of Tam, the, the Nigan that you read, the, the Tam, the Oineg, the Taimeh Torah, the reasons and the pleasure of Torah that's going to be revealed in the future, the Eden. And the way to come to that Eden now by, is by Daik B'mil and Chochmah. So what the Zohar is saying is that by an Or Choyzer, by allowing your mind to think deeply and putting your mind in a state of below to above, digging further up, you come to Helama Atzmi the Chochmah, how Chochmah is rooted in the essence of the soul, just like Torah, even though it's Chochmah, is rooted in the essence of God. And therefore, by learning Torah with such Yigiyah, that's how you come to the essence of Torah as it's one with Chochmah, as it's one in the Tainuk. 
But then the Rebbe Shab says, He gives another explanation, which is going to be, he's going to continue this also in Vayishlach, this deeper explanation, and then in the next Mimer of Hanukkah, and the whole Hemshech is going to be really explaining this next step, because the Oide Yishleimar, the Rebbe Shab says like this, that the truth is that when we speak about Helam Ha'atzmi of Ein Sof, what does helam ha'atzmi mean? Helam ha'atzmi, an essential concealment. Usually things are concealed, there's something that's concealed from someone. But in helam ha'atzmi, it's not that there's something concealed. It's an atzmi's dike helam. It's essentially no revelation. It's God before He revealed anything, even Orin Sof. And that is obviously higher than even Chochma as Chochma is rooted within Ein Sof. God as He is in His Mamish Atzmus is even higher than uh, the way Chochma is rooted that, there. And how do you get to that by learning Torah? What does the Zohar mean? So the Rebbe Shabra introduces a new concept and that is by what's called what's the real deeper meaning of So what does it really mean that you're scrutinizing word of Torah? It's not just a cognitive process, not just a deep yigi and Digging. It's learning with Oila Shel Torah. Oila Shel Torah. All Malchus Shemayim while you're learning Torah. And again, he's going to speak about this more in the next Mimer, and especially he's going to get into a Hanukkah, and then he's going to make the whole Hemshech about it. That the Nakud is the Kabbalah Samach Shemayim, having an all, having the yoke, accepting the yoke of Torah. It's not even just the deep cognitive process, it's the accepting the yoke, which again, simple people could do as well. Accepting the yoke of Torah, that allows one to connect with God as He's in His essence. And even though we just said now, that Pnimis Abba, Pnimis Atik, that through the deep thinking of Torah, because Atik, because God's pleasure is essentially the panemius of God's chachma. So by being medayik and allowing your mind to go to deeper state, you're able to tap into that panemius abba, panemius atik. But there's an even higher madrega. What the Rebbe Shab is now going to say is that even though panemius abba, panemius atik means at the innermost level of chachma of the mind's vision, when the mind is having a trip beyond intellect, the mind is a receptacle to see things from the pre-conscious states and therefore that's when you get to that in the mind that allows you to connect to Ein Sof but there's an even higher level and that is not when Atik is shining in Abba but Atik in its own place not pleasure as pleasure is the innermost point of Chachma like we've been learning until now but you can learn Torah in such a way that brings you to that place of pleasure even higher than the pleasure as it's within the innermost point of intellect. And that's through Kabbalah Samachu Shemayim. And that's what he's now going to explain for the rest of this Mimer and the next Mimer Vayishlach. These two levels, as the Pnimius Abba, Pnimius Atik, as the Tain of God's pleasure is revealed as the innermost point of Chachma, or as it's in its place in the very essence of God, not that it's shining in Chachma. And the way that the Rebbe Shabra introduces these two states, which are also going to be two ways we're going to experience God in the future. In other words, we're going to experience God as Oisiatam Loikhim. Remember, those were the words it said about Torah. Atem Lokhim, you're taking God. When you learn Torah, Oisiatam Loikhim, meaning that's Pnimis Abba, Pnimis Atik, that you're taking God through the time to, into your Chachma. That's one. That's one level. And in the future, Mitzvah we're going to experience that level of, of Pnimis Abba, of the innermost level of Chachma, and as God, the pleasure of what God is, the essence, the consciousness and pureness of what God is, is going to shine in the Chachma. But then there's going to be in a higher level when we're going to reach the Tainu Ga'at 
Atzmi, the essential pleasure of God Himself, not as it shines in Chachma, but as it's in within God. And to introduce these two levels, says the Rebbe Shab Lahakdim, we have to preface first by saying how we find Midrash's Chalukas, Binyan Oilam that we find from Chazal, different Midrash's, different homiletical ex- expounding ex- ways of explaining what Oilam Haba is going to be, because on one hand, the Gemar and Brachas Daf Yud Zayin says that in Oilam Haba there's not going to be eating and drinking, just Sadiqim sitting with their crowns on their head and enjoying the Ziva the Shechina, meaning that there's no eating and drinking. But there's a Medrash Rabban Vayikra, the famous one about the Leviathan and the Shor Habar, the Leviathan, the Suda, that when Mashiach comes, Amr Abrechi, Amr Bar Yitzchak, Aristoin, that in the future God's going to make a big Suda, a big meal for Avodav Tzadikim, for his servants the Tzadikim. That's going to be the Leviathan, the Shor Habar, that there is going to be this big meal. So there seems to be a contradiction. One place says there will not be eating and drinking when Mashiach comes, and one place says there will be this big Suda. Vayenyan who, and the answer is, of course, that in Olam Haba, there are two madregos, there are two levels of ascent, there are two steps in Olam Haba, which is exactly why we know that God's name of the revelation of the next world is Ehye Asher Ehye, I will be what I will be, which is the future I will be, Anazam and Lizgala, I'm going prepared to reveal myself, but it says it twice. Eye, Asher, Eye, two different levels. And so now the Rebbe Shab is going to explain what are these two different levels of, so to speak, eating, eating the pleasure that God is within us through the Chachma, etc. And then there's a higher level where we won't eat it. It's not going to be that we eat it, but rather we go up into it. And to explain those two levels, we have to understand even deeper and better this idea of pleasure that connects to the essence of pure consciousness and pure awareness. Because you see, most of us, we usually think we get pleasure from things things that are compounded, things that you could feel. Meaning the more that something is tangible outside of you, it gives you pleasure. We're not used to thinking that pleasure comes from within the soul. But of course, masters of the mind, those that have know the truth of the mind, know that the ultimate pleasure is when you're able to come into the deepest awareness of pure consciousness without what the phenomenologists call intentionality. No, there's not consciousness of something. But Satchitananda, pure consciousness being, the ground of the soul, that is the ultimate place of pleasure, and that is the place to get pleasure from ultimately. And that's what the Rebbe Shab is now going to explain is called a Tainug Pashut, a simple pleasure. Because Ha'enyan Hu, to understand these two levels of Olam Haba, we know that the Klolas Tainug La'asid, the future pleasure in God, is going to be a Tainug Pashut, a simple pleasure, meaning not pleasure from something. Where you to thinking that you get pleasure from something. That's Tainug Murkov. That means it's a pleasure that's compounded, that the pleasure is coming from something else. And again, someone that's coarse could only think of idea of pleasure being from something outside you, compounded from something outside you. But when you come to deeper levels of the soul, one understands that the ultimate Tainug of soul and self is a Tainug Pashut, a simple Tainug. That pure consciousness, the ground of being pure consciousness and bliss, is the ultimate tainug of the soul in and of itself. And the Rebbe Shab explains this idea that we find it already in the Zohar, that the Zohar mentions in the Tikkunim and the Zohar and the Rai Mehemna, the Zohar talks about what's a very deep idea known as Shir Poshut, Shir Koful, Shir Meshulosh, Shir Meruba. A simple song, a double song, a triple song, and a quadruple song. 
Now, song, singing, shir, one sings when one gets pleasure. What's causing you to sing? There are songs that are quadruple songs, meaning that are very compounded with a lot of different elements. Could be four different elements is causing you to sing. A lot of different things are happening and that's causing you to sing. You're getting pleasure from a lot of different things. Or there's only three things that are compounded and giving you pleasure. And by the way, of course, the Zohar connects this to the Yudke Vavke, that all the worlds are four, and there's Yud, then Yudhe, then Yudhe Vav, then Yudke Vavke, that there's always going to be compounds, but essentially till you come to the simple pleasure, where there's pleasure that's not compounded by anything. So to explain this, what does it mean, that sheer Poshut, the simple song? The sheer Poshut, the simple song that comes from uncompounded consciousness, the bliss of uncompounded pure awareness, that song, to explain that, he contrasts it with the Tainug Murkov, with the pleasure that is compounded. And the first level of compounded, the first time that the tiny gets compounded is the sheer kuffle, the double, the double song, when the pleasure is coming from Hasaga, from understanding things. There's a tremendous pleasure in understanding things, and that's a very fine pleasure. It's finer than pleasure from like food or definitely things outside yourself, triple and quadruple. So when you have pleasure from understanding, that pleasure is very fine. It's still within you and it's from your own perception. And especially when you have a perception of an Indian Elikia godly idea, one has a tremendous amount of pleasure from it. And the deeper one is able to have the perception and go to deeper levels of understanding godliness, then one has a much more clear understanding, zer chlorin, zerain, in the etzema muscle, very clear, very pure, that one has a really deep understanding. What happens when you have that deep understanding of God? You have such a pleasure from that understanding. Nimshach hashir behevel halev bederech memela. The song is drawn out from the breath of the heart automatically. That right away one sings a nigan. It comes out, the niggin just comes out, flows out, the song comes out because of the pleasure one has from the understanding. And that's exactly what the song of the Levim were in the Beis Hamigdash, that the Levites, the Levim, would sing in the Beis Hamigdash. They knew to be Mechavan Bashir. They knew to have a lot of Kavan in Shir, which means they were able to tap into the Kavan Epnemius and the Mayach. Their songs were able to tap into people's Bina, into their minds, into their understanding. And that's what caused the singing. But we understand that therefore, because it's according to everyone's perception, therefore the song was different from everybody, different madregas, according to how much perception every person had individually. That's how much the song was. And even the Levim had different madregas, just like we find by the angels. The malachim, the the angels, the malachim themselves have chiluki madregas, have different ways that they sing to God. In fact, the angel Michoel, we know that the angel Michal, who's the angel of love, and he has a machana, he has a whole camp of 186,000 camps, and each one of those camps of angels, legions of angels, is infinite. But those 186,000 camps of angels, each one sings to God out of love in a different niggin, in a different way. That's how many different types of songs of love that the angels have, 186,000 camps, and they're all singing about the madrig of Ava, of their love of God. But it's all going to be different because since it's a pleasure, it's a song that's coming as a result compounded from one's understanding it's going to be subjective according to the understanding 
and even a song that's higher than the song of the Levim, which is the song of Shabbos. Singing the song of Shabbos, and it's brought in the Svarim that the song of Shabbos is Shir Kel, which is why we're called Yisrael, which is the letter Shir Kel. The Aveda, the Tainug that comes from Shabbos, and the song, the singing that comes out on Shabbos from the pleasure one has without any effort at all, one just right away has the singing in the song of Shabbos. But obviously that tining is also going to be mitzumtzum, is going to be according to everyone, according to the level, and therefore that song is going to be compounded and also not equal by everyone. But then we come to the sheer pashut, the simple song, the song that comes from pleasure that's not compounded by anything. And that's the song that comes from the pleasure of the soul, having simcha, joy and pleasure from its very essence and being. Like when you're in a good mood, when you're in a really good mood, or simcha sanefesh, when there's the joy of the soul from its very essence. Nothing is causing that song, nothing is causing that pleasure, it's just a simple song of life, of being. Just like an example of this type of song was Shiraz Hayam, the Az Yoshir. After they split the Red Sea, when their Yechidah Benefesh, the essence of their soul, was singing out to God, Zekeli, they all were shown with their fingers and singing out to God. That is a pleasure that since they were all seeing equally, it was a song coming from the depths of who they are that wasn't compounded. It's the pleasurable song that comes from simply seeing Hashem, seeing Hashem in His infinity. And at Yamsuf, all Jews were at the level of like Moshe Rabbeinu. And his Madrega, they all had Nevuah, and they were able to point to God with their finger, meaning they saw Mahos Va'atzma Saint Sof, and that was their song. And the same thing by Matan Tor, which is why their souls flew out, just like in the future, we're going to have Simcha. In God's essence, Nismacha Boy Mamish, and that's the secret of Shir Hashirim, the uncompounded song, the song of all songs, the Shir Veranana the song that comes from the essential pleasure that's not compounded in anything, but rather from the essential pleasure of God in self. That's going to be the essential song of Mashiach. So the pleasure of the future is going to be this simple song, which is going to be the simple essence of the soul, having this simple pleasure from God in His innermost concealment. And obviously that not, since there's no revelation here, it's just the essence of the soul, having the pleasure of the essence of God before God reveals Himself. It's not shakh to say it's compounded with chachman bina, double, quadruple, any type of compound, it's just literally comes from seeing God mamish, which is why when Mashiach is going to teach Torah to Israel, it's going to be in a way of seeing, that he's going to show to all Jews, Amita Salakus, the truth of God's essence. And that pleasure from that experience is going to be the simple song of the pleasure of Mashiach. But now the Rebbe Shab goes deeper, because now what we've been talking about until now is what's giving you the pleasure. In other words, there's pleasure that comes from uh, things outside yourself, which makes songs about other things, love songs, songs about food, pleasure from outside. Then there's pleasure from wisdom, until there's this, this sheer poshut, this simple song, this simple pleasure that's not pleasure from anything. It's pleasure from the soul, the simchas and nefesh, the pleasure and the joy of the soul itself, as it's one with the pleasure of God. But that itself in that simple song also has two madregas. That simple song and simple pleasure is when you feel that simple pleasure. In other words, it's a tainuk pashut, but you feel it. 
you could actually feel it, which is like we said, when it's going to be panemius abba, panemius optic, meaning when we're going to experience that simple pleasure. When that simple pleasure will be experienced within the innermost point of our chachma, then that simple pleasure will be felt. It'll be tainuk pashut murgash. But then there's going to be an even higher level, that's the second level of no eating and drinking, as we're going to learn a lot more in the next time of Vayishlach, it's when it's a Tainaga Pashut that's built in Murgash, that simple pleasure that you don't even feel. That's when we're going to be, go, elevate back up into God, Mamish, we're going to go into God, Mamish, not Pnimis Abba, Pnimis Atik, as you experience in your mind the pleasure of God at the highest level of the vision of the mind. No, as you go back, no eating and drinking is going back into that pleasure within God, and therefore we won't feel it. It's a tiny kapasha built in morgash. We're not going to feel it at all. Now, which might sound a little funny. What's the idea of that pleasure? You don't get to feel it. The how's that pleasure if you're not feeling anything? But again, anyone that's gone deep knows that the deepest pleasure is from experiencing without feeling. When you feel that you're having an experience, that's, that's not the pleasure of the experience itself. The ultimate pleasure is when you have that experience of a level that you're not feeling it, it's just you're, the flow of being in that place. As he's going to explain more in Vayishlach, but now he continues, Bashir When it comes to the simple song of pleasure, there are two madregas, two levels. One is the Oinig Nelam, it's taka, this hidden pleasure that's hidden within the inner recesses of the soul, but you feel it. It's Baba Murgash, one can feel it. Exactly, like this simple song, the Shir Pashat, which is coming from the essence of the soul. But Lamaisa, it's a song. It's coming, Bagshama Mamish Behevel Alev Basar, the heart, the fleshy heart is actually singing a song. My heart and my flesh is singing. Or by Az Yashir, by the Yam, by, by Kriyas Yamsuf, they actually sang a song with words. Or like even David Amelech, when David Amelech had a spilos atzmi when he was bringing the Oren into Yushalayim, and it says he was Mephaz, as a Macharker, that he was dancing. Dancing in a in a way of like simple the dancing simchas beishuva without any singing. It's a dancing that there's no beyond singing. It's a dancing that's coming from the whole body being completely taken up and and all the physical limbs clapping the hands, moving the feet without even having a mind automatically, without even a song per se. It's just that the whole soul is moving the entire body like David Amelach did when he did that dancing without even feeling. But still, in all these cases, the pleasure is being felt, whether through dancing or through singing, or like even by Matan Torah. That, that, that the souls left, our souls left us at Matan Torah was because, not that there was death, chas v'shalom. there was no death by Matan Torah, chas v'shalom. rather it was, it was complete freedom from death, but the pleasure became felt. It was morgash, it was felt, and therefore at Matan Torah we were not able to have that kind of pleasure in a felt way, and therefore he gave back the dew to resurrect us, and he gives us Torah to be able to receive it. Which is the secret of Hashem Oiz Yitain that God gives strength to his nation to be able to receive the revelations of Mashiach, that we will then be able to feel what was revealed in Matan Torah that caused our souls to fly out. But when Mashiach comes, we'll be able to actually feel it in a pneumistic way that Morgash, Lahan Chil Oyavayesh, that we're going to have the Yesh Tainug Morgash, we're going to have that feeling of that simple pleasure. Like some tzaddikim have now, or like it says Rabbi Akiva when he was reading the Shira Shirim, his eyes were crying because he felt the pleasure from it, and so too Mashiach comes, Bebechi Avayu will come with crying, because we will feel that tainug, we will feel that simple pleasure in a way of feeling, we'll experiencing it, experience it in our mind, in the Chachma, in the Eden. But... 
Then we will come to the second Madrega, the higher level of Olam Haba, when Neshama Sisra will ascend to Atzmos HaTainug HaNelam Sheba'atzmos Einzuf Mamish, the essential hidden pleasure within God's very essence, the essence of God and self, Shashurim HaAtzmiim, which can never be revealed at all in any way of feeling. It can't be felt. You can't feel, you can't experience God in a way of feeling it, even in Tamei Torah, even in a Gishmak, even in pleasure. And the only way to get to that essence of God, which we learned already, is the Indian of Eli Kim, the essential concealment that can't be revealed in any way, not even a way of feeling of pleasure. The way to get to that is through Avedas Habirurim, by rectifying the darkness, Dafka. As we already began a little speaking about this in the previous Mimer, of how through questions one is able to get rid of the darkness, the questions takes away the concealment of the darkness on Torah, the Indian of Birum is rectifying the darkness, which he's going to speak about a lot more in the coming Hemshech, but the idea being that the way to get to Atzmas is by overcoming the darkness, whether it's through learning Torah, through Kabbalah, or Mitzvahs, etc., doing the Indian of Birurim, that's how one gets to that essential pleasure that can't even be felt. And of course, he's leaving off with this, and he's going to explain it a lot more in the next Mimer. Babal P, Zayuvan, but based on all this, we could already understand what it means. Vayet, say Yaakov, Meber Sheva, that Yaakov had to go out, because Yaakov had to go out to, of Israel to do Birurim, to rectify light from dark. In other words, not just to go up to higher levels of soul, but by rectifying the darkness and reaching God's very essence, the only way you could do those birurim is from coming to that place of it and the chalikim, of God's very essence. So Yaakov, in order to be able to do that, he had to vayetze, he had to go out and bring new levels of Levin Ha'elyon, Lavan, Lavan his father-in-law represents Levin Ha'elyon, the supernal whiteness, before God is differentiated in that most essential state, and Yaakov the Tzon, the sheep, was drawing down Akudim, the Kudim, Vrudim, the different Kabbalistic worlds, he was doing Birurim and drawing down new levels from Ein Sofim Kim, which is why he needed to take permission at Tilas Rashus, because to be able to draw down from God's essence to rectify darkness outside of Israel, one has to come to that place of Elikim, of Aden that's going to only be revealed in the future, so there has to be a special permission, and that permission of Zashen Ishbata, Lavi Kedem, was sworn by God, our forefathers, Mimei Kedem, the Indian of Kedem in the very beginning, because Shvua, an oath, connects to the very essence and being of God. So Be'er Sheva means the well, that depth of the oath that is the permission, that's that oath that God made to our forefathers that will have the Koyach, the ability to be Mevar Birurim, and through that to come, to, to, and be able to do that, we have to have the koyach from the Yitan Lelechim, the Helema Atzmi, the essential essence of God, that's the Natiyas Rashus from Be'er Sheva, and through that we're able to reach the essential pleasure of God in self as God is still in self.